When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think you said it. What? Well, apparently, well, it might have been me because I've had an early morning, but apparently we said the New York Nets. Well, don't say we. Oh, it might have been me. Was it me? It was you. Didn't I say that? Did I say that? I think you did. Oh, jeez. No, of course we meant the Brooklyn Nets. Well, of course you did. Of course you did. Jeez. Andrew Calloway doesn't need to be hearing any of this. We've been speaking way too much uh, about the Melbourne Rebels for all of the wrong reasons in recent times. As you and I have mentioned on a couple of, a couple of occasions, mm-hmm. however... We drive past uh, uh, the training fields mm. down there at uh, Gosh's Paddock. Yes. I forgot the name of it for a second. Oh, it's and done a lot of that. While today. it's all going on, is you Melbourne over practice. there and the victory over there? They're training. The, the Rebels have been firing at all cylinders, mate. Yep, absolutely cherry ripe, and they've got a super squad together. With this as a backdrop, I wonder how great mate Andrew Calloway's feeling about the season ahead, which, by the way, kicks off for the Rebels against the Brumbies on Friday night. He's been good enough to join us. After a tumultuous couple of months for him and yes. uh, his teammates. Andy, thanks for joining us on the program, mate. We really appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Take us inside. The, all of the uncertainty, all of the news, all of the stories. I'm sure you've been you know, consuming it like the rest of us have. Um, how has it affected your mindset? And, and if at all, how has it affected the preparation? Oh, geez, how much time you got? Yeah, I know. It's a bit like <laughs> that, isn't it? We're really keen to talk to you about this because at the end of the day, it's the, the players and the fans who get most affected by, by all of this. Yeah, well, I mean, like it's been a really, really funny couple of weeks, I think. Um, you know, I, I suppose I've been fortunate enough in my career to never have to have, never have to have, have to have dealt with this in, in the past. But, um, mate, it all, it all sort of started with some media stuff that came out and, and as you know you, you don't read too much into that sort of stuff or at least you try not to and then um, honestly like it would have been oh, three or four weeks of back and forth in the media and questions and you know things aren't looking great and oh you know we're floating sort of voluntary administration are we are we not and then all of a sudden there was sort of staff packing up their boxes and, and getting out of the out of the office which was pretty pretty confronting but look um, we've been fairly sheltered from it all as a playing group. You know, we, we sort of don't see a whole lot of the the front of house staff um, day to day basis. So, um, in in a selfish way, we've been really protected, and um, you know, we're hoping that's a good thing come game time. Uh, Andrew, I don't know. You probably just want to talk about the game and and uh, how you blokes are going and all the positive stuff, but it. It, it, it's hard when it's so in your front and uh, in your face and we're, we're hearing so much about the, the, the plight of the team. And I've seen this in, in basketball and other sports when clubs have gone through this. It, it can sort of go two ways. And there is the potential that this type of adversity can galvanise a group. Do you see the sense of, of that perhaps being turning this dreadful situation into a one that can, can help the playing group? Well, yeah, I mean, look, you certainly hope so. Like, it's one of those things that has the potential, as you say, to um, to be a real driving force behind what could be a really fantastic year. And 
um, equally, it can be can be a massive distraction. It so can. the challenge for for us and for our you know our leadership, um, you know, be it staff and players, the, the challenge for those guys is to is to really um, reel everyone in, get everyone on the same page, and, and crack on again. As I'm sure you you guys know mm. in your own experiences, but um, yeah, look, I'm hoping so. You know, we hear all the great stories, obviously, about teams that have been through various um, experiences of, ad, of adversity over, over over time, and and you obviously hear those stories now as, as great stories. So hopefully, uh, the Melbourne Rebels of 24 is one of those. Yeah, and it could be uh, turn the whole program around. Do you feel like you're going to get a fair crack at it? Have the resources diminished to a point where you're actually going to be behind the eight ball in comparison to other teams? No, look, I don't think so. I think, um, no, you look flat. It's a flat no. The answer is no. Um, you know, we've got a great, a great high performance staff. We're very lucky, very spoiled on that front. We've also got, you know, for the first time, definitely in my time in Melbourne and, and, um, you know, for as long as I can remember having played against the Rebels, um, you know, we've got a really competitive squad. Um, a lot of depth, a lot of new guys, a lot of international experience. So, you know, in a funny way, it's, it's kind of horrible timing, right? You get, Finally, mm. we get this depth that we've been craving for a long time, and um, all of a sudden we're dealing with other issues. But look, I think as far as the rugby is concerned, we're in the best possible position we can be in to compete um, in this competition. So, so last one, and this is the, the probably none of my business really, but you mentioned staff, you know, have have exited the place, and we've read about the debt and all the rest of it. Other, pl- are you guys getting paid? <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, we're getting paid. I'll tell you what, I'll be out of the house if we were getting paid. Right. <laughs> so tell us about how Kevin Foote, your, your coach, and, and this, you mentioned the quality of the squad that you're part of. Um, tell us about, if to Gazy's point about the, the galvanising effect that this might have, has he at any stage kind of used any of that to, to try and, you know, to, to build that bond even stronger between you guys? Um, yeah, look, very briefly, and not in not in a heap of detail just yet. Obviously, we don't have all of the information that we're after. So, as it stands currently, all we know is that um, you know the rebels are in, in voluntary administration. PwC have come in and done their done their bit. They've given a report to Rugby Australia, who who have acted on on that report, and that was the staff members um, being let go and and um, a little bit of a reshuffle there. And as as far as anything else, we actually don't know what it looks like. So. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, we've definitely, we've talked about it, you know, like the fact that this could be, you know, what is there, 14 games, I think. This could be the last 14 games Melbourne Rebels ever play. But at the same time, we don't know that. So it's quite, it's, it's quite a, a funny situation. We're not really sure whether, you know, whether or not to use this to, to bring everyone together or is it, a, is it a red herring sort of thing. So what does that mean to you? I mean, you've been here since 2020. You know, what, what does that potential concept that these are the last 14 games that this club might play and let's hope that that's not the case but if it is to be the case have you given any thought as to what that means to you oh look not a whole heap i think on a personal note i make a big a big effort to keep the emotion out of the out of the work if that makes any sense yeah yeah um, i just perform better that way and um but look i'd, I'd be lying if i said i hadn't sort of um, considered what that would look like and i think um, there's a lot of really great people involved in rugby in Melbourne, and um, unfortunately, we haven't had the results we, we would have liked over over you know probably the lifetime of the club. And I think the the big thing that comes to my mind when I think about that sort of stuff is, um, you know, you've got 14 opportunities to show those people that they actually had an impact. And um, you know, a lot of people might not see that, but but we 
we certainly see them on the inside of the club every day. So um, yeah, look on that on that note, I think I think there's a lot of people that would be um, very very happy and very grateful, and I think the players um, certainly owe them a, a very very big thank you. Mm. Mm. And and again, it sounds like we're being real negative here, but. The, the, the Wallaby situation, it hasn't been... Well, what a couple of months you've had, Andrew. <laughs> That's Jeez, what saying. a six months yeah. you've had. Oh, yeah, yeah. She good, Well, I wanted to maybe just keep it a little bit broader because we all understand the disappointment and everything that went on with Eddie and, and, and just the, you know, the, the, the tough situation the, the Wallabies were facing. Is is this is it an indication of where the, the sport is right now? Is it, is it going through a... A uh, you know a period where there's there's some question marks about the direction that it's heading. Well, yeah, I think you, you'd be a fool to say no to that question. I think uh, it, yes, short answer yes. Um, look, a lot of that stuff's above my pay grade, and I think the best way I can answer that at this point would be to say, um, and I think I've said it in the past that the first step to fixing any problem um, at least as far as I'm concerned is, is knowing that there's a problem and mm. um, you know we certainly know that um, the, the new uh, executive regime uh, Rugby Australia certainly know that and um, you know certainly the last couple of conversations that I've, I've been privy to in, in sort of various capacities um, definitely make me more confident that, that things are trending in the right direction or at least uh, are being set up to trend in the right direction you know new, new head coach and um, some some new administrate um, administrative stuff around the alignment of the game and the teams and that sort of stuff. I think it's probably been a long time coming. And, and um, unfortunately, I think you know, in order for the the game, the greater game, to benefit, we probably all have to um, take a bit of a hit at, at the club level and get on board. And, and once we do that, it'll be a shock to everyone in the first place. And then you know, things will be things will be um, humming. And the rem- yeah. and and like Australia in, in the rugby ecosystem, there, there kind of is no rugby ecosystem without the Wallabies. Let, let's kind of be honest. Like, no, of course not. You're, you're a huge part of what the game looks like globally, and yet you look around the world, Andrew, and you know the Pacific nations. There's huge development happening there. Six Nations has probably never been stronger. I, I mean the the. Uh, development of of you know the, the nations over there is is awesome. Um, I, I I think we'd be foolish, wouldn't we, as a kind of sport loving community, to think that um, the Wallabies can't get back. And you know you're part of it, and you you want to be part of the kind of the rebirth. I, I know, but to get back to where you know where they've been not that long ago. Yeah, I mean, look, I certainly think so. I think as a as someone who's played. I played in Japan and England and um, Australia and, and New Zealand. You sort of hop around the world and you see how healthy rugby is in, in you know, all of those places. Um, and you come back to Australia and for some reason, um, or, or not for some reason, for a bunch of reasons, rugby's, you know, gasping for air, so to speak. Um, as a player, I think that's really frustrating to see. Um, you know, we've, we've just come off the World Cup in France, obviously, you know, not... Uh, the results we were after as as Australians, but you know you're talking sold out games for for minnow countries, you know in inverted commas who, who are no longer really minnow countries. But um, you know the game is thriving globally, and I think um, you know we, we need to we obviously need to get back to where we where we sort of used to be, so to speak. Um, but but to to see Australia not be a part of that would be would be a real shame. So. Mm. Yeah, as I said, I think you know I'm, I'm certainly confident that um, things are being set up to 
to really move in the right direction and and you know, I'm I suppose always hopeful but definitely definitely hopeful that that's the case particularly in my my time but I'm sure you know long into the future and and what should we uh, Amy Park you know this Friday what, what what can we what what should we expect from you guys against the perennial kind of powerhouse that the Brumbies you know represent semi-finals again last year yeah. what, what what are you expecting you know your team to, to produce against them on Friday yeah, I mean, look, you said at Brums, uh, they've been successful consistently now for, for, a, for a long period of time, um, certainly as long as I've been in Melbourne, but even before that. And, you know, for us, we we certainly play a different style. So, you know, heavily, heavily set-piece dominated for, from the Brumbies end. And for us, we um, probably like to move away from that and, and throw the ball around a little more with some of the some of the um, blokes we've got floating about our team. So I think what you'll see is, is a real clash of styles and, um, if history is anything to go by, that certainly makes for a good game. Which which style would you prefer to play more of? Yeah, whichever one wins, mate. Right, <laughs> yeah, that'll do. That'll, well, for 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 what it's worth, the old the whole throwing the ball around and living on the edge and playing that sort of rugby is spectacular to watch. So, if well, that's well, what, if it, it gets you the W, well, that's Andy. right. Well, that's right. Let's hope. Let's hope we see some <laughs> razzle dazzle and a few Ws at the end of it, Andrew. That's yeah. what we're all after. Uh, exactly right. Sell myself for a W. <laughs> yes. Hey, mate. It's, I, I can't imagine you know, what it's been like. Th- thanks yes. for answering a few of the questions. Yeah, sorry and, about being so negative, but it, it, you can't avoid it. I, I'm sure you understand that, Andrew. No, it's not negative, guys. It's it's the reality. It's what we're sort of facing at the moment. So, um, look. Questions are natural, and, and hopefully, I sort of answered them as best I could. You did They're certainly far above my pay grade, but I'll you know, do my best. No, no you, do- you've represented your sport and your club really well, Andrew. So, congratulations. Uh, thank you very much, guys, and thanks for having me. No worries. Good All man. the best on Friday, Andy Callaway, who's part of the Rebels, part of the Australian Wallaby setup, of course. Super round Melbourne takes centre stage at Amy Park from March one. Now, the tickets only March one to March three. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the game, this game's on Friday, obviously, the Rebels v. the Brumbies. Yes. Tickets only went on sale yesterday, I believe. There was, st- there was some uncertainty about Talk where this me. game was going to be at. So it's a bit of a clarion call for all fans of rugby in this neck of the woods, isn't it? That, that now is the time. If you, if well, you, if you want a team you've got to vote. Well, you've got to vote with your feet Correct. Now. You've got seven games, seven yep. or eight games at home to support this team and this code. Uh, if you you know if you love mm. it, now's the time to show up. And, and, and it's it's not too extreme to say if you don't, you won't have the opportunity no, in the future. No, no, that is one. It's not extreme at all. Mm. That is the harsh that reality? reality that sits in front of um, this club. So uh, we wish Andrew Callaway and the team all the very best.